Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So, if you remember Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Alan Hynek, who's the head of Project Blue Book, had a lot to do with that film. And I interviewed him at the time the movie came out. And I said, how close to reality is it? And he said, a lot closer than you might think, Mr. Green. A lot closer than you might think. All right. So, UFOs or UAPs and alien life forms recovered. The U.S. Congressional Oversight Committee heard witnesses counts earlier this week, including that the United States has alien craft and alien biological material. And very active on this file is uh, Tennessee Republican Congressman Tim Burchett. He, uh, he's been pushing for this, this hearing. It's the second one in, in relatively recent history in uh, looking at whether or not the aliens are here, um, whether they're among us, whether we have their craft and are reverse engineering them. Let's talk to Chris Rutkowski, Canadian science writer who's written extensively on UFOs and related subjects. Uh, Chris has degrees in science and education. He's the author of, among other books, When They Appeared, Falcon Lake, 1967, The Inside Story of a US, uh, UFO Close Encounter. Chris, why, why before Congress again? Why? Well, that's a really good question, and uh, it has a lot to do with, with public pressure. Uh, certainly some people within uh, the United States government, some of the uh, bureaucrats and uh, other officials, uh, have been you know, listening to their constituents, uh, and there's a public outcry uh, for more information, and these stories have been circulating around. I mean, none of these stories are new. As a matter of fact, everything was told, with the exception of the, the eyewitness report from, uh, from one of the the witnesses, but the, uh, the other stories, you know, crash saucers, uh, alien bodies, cover-ups, uh, all that sort of stuff. We've been hearing that since the 1950s. So a lot of that is is sort of old hat. But the difference is now that it's got the attention of some of the bigwigs in Washington, uh, and there's been some really serious charges leveled about the misappropriation of funds towards studying UAP and so forth. You know, Congress now has to uh, take a stand and look into this uh, a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. And 57%, according to Newsweek magazine and their polling, 57% of respondents, quote-unquote, believe that the government has more information about UFOs and alien life than it publicly shared. 21% and they didn't think that was the case. 22% and they didn't know. Uh, who's David Grush? David Grush, he, he is a... Former intelligence officer, he worked uh, actually on uh, one of the early programs a number of years ago uh, within the Pentagon, looking into the subject of uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, a particular task force. And uh, he said, basically, while he was in there, uh, people were telling him in confidence about uh, some of these stories, crash saucers and bodies and so forth. 
talk to many pilots, talk to many people um, uh, who uh, you know, were insisting that these stories were true, um, and yet uh, they were not part of uh, the official line. Pentagon's uh, still saying things along the lines of, you know, we don't see any verifiable evidence of, of these stories. He disagreed, uh, and when uh, his position was over, uh, he went public, and he actually went public more than a year ago uh, at a number of UFO conventions and so forth, and uh, got uh, got some of the um, UFO personalities who are popular on TV right now uh, to pay attention. And uh, you know, the consequence was that he gave a presentation before uh, a the House uh, Oversight Committee, not Congress itself, but a House Oversight Committee subcommittee. Uh, on the subject of what he's heard. So, so what's going to what's going to happen now? I mean, we had that congressional committee hearing some months ago. I can't remember whether it was a year or more, but it was fairly recent. And they were showing film, which most of us have seen, video from uh, fighter planes from U.S. aircraft carriers filming what looked like Tic Tacs. That's the way they're described, just whizzing by them as though the jets were standing still. And uh, just disappearing in the ocean, and coming right back out again, and it was a kind of the kind of video that really got my interest. Particularly when you hear the uh, the voices of the fighter pilots, they were really excited at what they were seeing. How much credibility do you put in all of this? Well, the video certainly is impressive. There's no question it is. That. It really is. The problem is we don't have a lot of the background. I mean, the the, the audio you hear actually doesn't match. Uh, what some of the uh, the pilots were reporting. That was actually, uh, they've spliced it a little bit together there. But um, there's no question the video is interesting. And the report from, uh, the, the eyewitness report from David Fravor, one of the pilots, you know, he said this, basically this thing flew from the uh, ocean up uh, past his aircraft and was traveling very quickly. Um, you know, these are pilots uh, who, you know, they have a number of flying hours under their belt, you know. And uh, he, he agreed that a number of other pilots have confided in him. And many pilots have, you know, not just a few flying hours, but tens of thousands of flying hours. They should know what's going on in the sky. And mm-hmm. these are reputable observers. You know, in, you know we place our, our lives into the, uh, into the hands of pilots every day. And if pilots are reporting seeing things that uh, they shouldn't, uh, you know, that should be of concern to us, even from a safety perspective. Yeah. But we also had an Apollo astronaut who said, uh, you know, he saw them. And then wasn't there a case of one of the Apollo flights where they f- had film of something that was happening outside the spacecraft? And when they came home with the film, it disappeared. Nobody ever saw it again. Actually, there's a number of stories floating around. And unfortunately, most of the stories kind of dissipate when you try tracking them down. There's something about how they were when they were on the moon. Neil Armstrong made a comment about something just coming over the mountain or something like that, and and uh, you know that that turned out to be false. But a number of astronauts have seen objects zipping by them, uh, and a lot of those turn out to be you know, bits of previous spacecraft or from the, the housing uh, and the manifolds and things that are just flying around outside the spacecraft. But you know there are many, and actually, if you talk to Chris Hatfield or any of the other uh, astronauts that we're familiar with from Canada, they'll say no, there's you know, there's no, you know, uh, nothing to the whole UFO thing. And yet we do know that we do have reports from reliable witnesses. Even here in Canada, Transport Canada has a uh, category of uh, of incident reports called UFO, not not UAP like they're saying in the states in Congress, but we actually call them UFOs here. 
and pilots do report uh, those things to Transport Canada all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, again, you know, if, if there's a problem with the instrumentation, the radar is wonky or uh, the, the, uh, the collision alert system is not working properly and the pilots are seeing things that aren't there in any of those situations, I think it's important that we get to the bottom of what exactly is being seen. And that's just the pilots. We have somewhere between 700 and 1,000 reports of uh, UAP or UFOs filed in Canada every year. And just over uh, the past 30 years or so, we have more than 25,000 reports. Uh, and a small percentage of those, not, not all of them, but a very small percentage, are cases that don't seem to be stars and planets and satellites and planes and that type of thing. Um, that doesn't mean that the aliens are here, but it just means that uh, this is, these are things that we have to look at. And the difference is that uh, in the United States... What David Grush and a few others are saying is that, no, there actually are bits and pieces, or in some cases intact, uh, vehicles or craft or whatever you want to call them, that have been recovered by the Pentagon and are swirled away somewhere. And some, uh, there's even some suggestion that some aerospace companies have pieces of them. And if Bristol is listening right now, let us know, please. Okay. Um, tell us, please, uh, a little bit about uh, about your book, When They Appeared, Falcon Lake. 1967, story of a UFO close encounter. Yeah, you know, Canada has had many fascinating stories uh, that have been very thoroughly investigated. In fact, uh, there was a report in 1967 uh, that was presented to uh, uh, the Chief of Defence Staff for Canada's then Defence Minister, uh, where they looked at, uh, you know, a half dozen really good cases that were thoroughly investigated and baffled uh, in the National Defense at that time and the RCMP. One of them happened uh, in in Manitoba, uh, 1967, May the 21st, as a matter of fact, uh, where a fellow was doing some prospecting. He just happened to be a, uh, a, a fan of rocks. <laughs> he liked collecting rocks. And he was uh, sort of off the beaten track in the bush, saw what can only be described as a Hollywood-style flying saucer that appeared to land on a flat uh, flat area not too far from him. Uh, he walked up to it. Uh, uh, he touched the side of it. He burned his, his glove. A blast of hot gas shot out of this thing when it took off, set his clothes on fire, set fire to some leaves and pine needles and that type of thing, and took off. And, uh, you know, he was examined by a number of doctors uh, at uh, emergency uh, in the emergency room. He was examined by... Um, Canadian Forces doctors at a uh, Canadian Forces base, um, and uh, there was radiation found at the site. You know, pretty all, pretty much all the stuff that you see on TV shows and in movies happened here in Canada, and it was investigated in detail, uh, very thoroughly by the RCMP and National Defense. And both those uh, agencies said that there is no way to explain what had happened based on the evidence. That's amazing. And you know, what do you do with cases like that? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I, I really don't know. Adventure. I mean, people sometimes are afraid to say anything. I've heard, I've talked to pilots, uh, airline pilots, who have said, oh, no, 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 you're not getting me to talk about that. Not even just one-on-one -on -one with you. I'm not doing it. And so I say to them, so obviously you've seen something. Or you'd say no. And they say, we're not going to talk to you about it. End of story. <laughs> so, I mean, I draw my own conclusions. Uh, in 10 seconds or less, what are, what are your thoughts, Chris? Do you think yes, no? 
I think that uh, there's enough evidence that the science community has to take a harder look at this, and especially with what's coming out now, uh, it's worthwhile taking a look. Let's get to the bottom of it, one way or another. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.